Life has its ups and downs. Our guests will share their story and their journey through life. They'll share the struggles they hit and how they pivot in a way to come out stronger and better than before. Growing up, we are taught there is one way of life that essentially creates our life's checkmark. You have a choice to go in any direction you desire. As you listen to our guest, you're encouraged to look at your life and the checkmark you created in your mind and readjust if needed after listening to some of the incredible stories told. This is the Life's Checkmark Podcast, and I'm your host, John Emery. Hi, so today I have with me Leslie, and Leslie and I met through a business entrepreneurs uh, networking group, and I had the privilege of having uh, about a 20-minute talk, probably less than that, you know what I mean? I, I cut her short. I'm like, I don't want to hear your whole story. You know, tell me everything on the podcast. Um, so I know she's got a lot of energy, and I know that she's an energy coach, and I, I can't wait to hear what you have to share and say, you know, on this podcast. So if we could just start, uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself, and then we can start to learn about your journey in life. Absolutely. Well, thank you. First, I want to say thank you for having me on. Um, it's super fun, and I'm excited to be here. Um, so as you said, I am a, an energy coach. I'm actually a mindset and energy coach. Um, I started in the coaching industry about seven and a half years ago as a weight loss and wellness coach. And I still do that as well. I wear many different hats, but they all sort of go together, right? You know, they all sort of, my goal is to help my clients get unstuck from wherever they're stuck and, and figure out how to move forward. Um, so everything that I do, everything that I teach, everything that I coach are all things that I've done to get myself out of that place, to get myself out of that unstuck place. Um, and to move forward and to build my life. So about seven and a half years ago, I started in the weight loss and wellness industry um, with my own weight loss story. I lost 75 pounds in the course of about seven months after having battled weight for the majority of my adult life. Um, and as I started that process, I wanted to pay it forward. I wanted to help other people do the same thing because this time around, I had done pretty much every weight loss program out there. And this time around, I was doing it differently and I wanted to help others do it differently and start to shift that mindset and to really, the biggest piece for me was I had started to reconnect to who I truly was inside. And that's what makes all the difference. Um, when we want to try to transform, whether it's weight, whether it's business, whether it's whatever, we have to connect in here to really be able to make that change. And so I want to pay that forward. So I started that in the weight loss world. Um, and then over the last couple of years, I've always been into holistic health healing. And I got more into energy work and started applying the energy work into myself and into my family and my kids and my husband and everybody else and started applying that and saw what a huge shift it was making. And so then I quietly started whispering to some of my weight loss and wellness clients, hey, I've got some other tools that might be helpful. <laughs> and would you be willing to try them out? And they were all, sure, you know, they'll do any, you know, try anything. You know, we're all on this battle to change our lives and to and to grow and and to to feel better and, and, you know, really reconnect back in here. And so I started quietly started using some of these tools with them and people were seeing huge shifts. And so then I have officially added all those things into, into what I do officially, you know, and, and got, I got certified as a mindset coach and I got certified in several different energy modalities. And so now I just tie it all together to help people step forward, step into life, get out of that spiral that hamster wheel that we feel like we're running on um, and to get off that hamster wheel and to start to to move across and to reach those goals that we feel like we see them but they're just not attainable I help people start to move and make them attainable 
So that's my story, my quick version of my story. Yeah. So you mentioned uh, you were stuck and other clients are unstuck, or I'm sorry, are stuck as well. So what is it that they are really stuck on? A variety of things. I mean, most of it is the world is kind of crazy right now. And so people are feeling very just like they don't know how to move forward, very insecure with things that are going on with with just in the world. And they see this vision of where they want to be, right? They have this dream of what they want and just everything people, so many people feel like the world is just smacking them in the face and keeping them from achieving whatever it is they want to achieve, whether it's weight loss, whether it's business goals, whether it's relationship goals, um, you know, not just, not just weight loss, but health in general, health goals. People just, you know, are very much in this place of, I need to take care of everyone else. A lot of my clients um, are those type of people who want to take care of everybody else, right? That, that was me as well. Right? I'm a mom. I have three kids, um, you know, and a wife. And so we, moms and dads, everybody, we try to tend to pour into everybody else and we forget to pour into ourselves. And so then we get stuck and we look and we say, I haven't achieved what I want to achieve. And sometimes we don't even know what we want to achieve in our lives. That's the biggest piece of, I know I'm here for a purpose, but I have no idea what that purpose even is. And so it's really, when I start working with somebody, that's the first thing that that we start to, to look at is say, okay, where are you now? And if you close your eyes, where do you really want to be? What would you want different? If we could change one thing and make one thing different and we start focusing on that one thing. And sometimes it pops up, they want health. Sometimes it's they want business. Sometimes it's they want to have a better relationship with somebody, you know, all of those things. And so we take that very first piece and we start to work for that through that first piece. And as we start to work through that first piece, other things start to unravel and people, you know, we can start working through that feeling of just stuck. Um, you know, I, I met with somebody the other day who just came to me and she just, I could see when on the look on her face, she was just really, just really stuck is the word, you know? And I said, okay, well, what is the one thing you don't, you want? And she said, I, I don't even know. And I said, okay, tell me how you're feeling right now. She said, I'm feeling just really overwhelmed. Okay. What's the overwhelm? And so we talked through this, you know, it was a 10 minute conversation before it finally came out that the overwhelm was she had lost six family members in the last year and grief was just completely overwhelming her. Okay. Now, once we figured that out, okay, now let's start to work through, how can we work through some of that grief? How can we energetically clear some of that? How can, what are some practical, tactical things? And we started, started that process. Um, and, but a lot of times we don't even know why we're stuck. We don't even know what that feeling is. So it's through conversation that I have with people to figure that first piece out to then know where to start to move forward. Uh, so do you recommend the, your clients and, and and yourself, I guess, you know, I, I think we will all agree that you need self-love, right? And so you need to take yeah. care of yourself and you can hear this all, all over the place, right? You know, it, it's yep. selfish. It's not selfish, you know, um, and then you hear the, you know, an oxygen mask comes in an airplane, you put it on first and then you help it, you know what I mean? And I, I would agree, you have to take care of yourself, right? Otherwise you can't help anybody else. Um, but I, I could see the overwhelm uh, from what you're sharing with people have, you know, they want to take care of everybody else first. Yep. And that, that is a problem, you know, um, I, I, I agree. I, I see it. I, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I, I probably, you know, I feel like I'm better in a better place now, but you know, yeah. Everybody came first, you know. Um, so they is there? I mean, do you, do you work? Okay, let's start with. Do you work with female and male clients, or okay? I do. 
I work with okay. both female and male. Yep. And you don't see a difference between the two sexes, right? Not really. You know, on a surface level sometimes, but once we start to, once somebody is really real and opens up, it's all the same. We're mm-hmm. all battling those, those same things, those same pressures. Yeah. And, and so you, you ask them what they want to be doing, you know, what, mm-hmm. right. And then they're still stuck because they don't really know. Right. So it, do you kind of guide them like down a path to kind of find that besides just talking or like say, Hey, try and do this, like, you know, go hiking or something like that. So sometimes it depends on the person. So sometimes it will, I will give things like that, go out and take a walk or go take a hike or go, you know, if they, if there's something that they love that, but sometimes it's just, we can get through to that pretty quickly. Just in that first conversation, we do some visualization things and we can do some other things to trigger, to help them verbalize in the beginning what that is. And then what those tactical, practical steps after we get off of a call can be, it might be, you know, you really love to go hiking, go go hiking. You really love to ride your bike, pull your bike out. You, You really love to, you know, go read a book, go read a book, right? Like, so there are certain things, but first we get through that. What do they really want? You know, and sometimes I'll have a conversation with somebody and just sit there and say, what do you want? And they'll say, I don't know. And I'll say, what do you want? And we'll just sit there and let that process. And all of a sudden, after I ask the question just enough times, all of a sudden it starts coming out when they let themselves relax. And it's a great tool for anybody to sit and just say, what do I want? And really just let it flow. Okay, what do I want? <laughs> right? And just, it'll change. The more times you ask that, it's it's a fun conversation to have. I'll do it for 10 minutes with somebody. What do you want? What do you want? What do you want? And we watch it evolve because first it starts with really surface level things. And then as they keep saying it, it gets a little bit deeper and it gets a little bit deeper and it gets a little bit deeper. And then finally you get to what they really want. That thing that they've been burying that they don't believe that they could ever have. Right? And when we get to that, that's when you say, okay, you can have it. Now what are we going to do to help you have it? What are those, what are the either energy things that we need to do? Cause I work in an energy realm of clearing people's energy. So sometimes it's energy things that we need to clear. And sometimes it's tactical, practical. It's different for, it's different for everybody. Sometimes it's just, you know, learning to like with a client who was really struggling with grief, we had to clear some of that energy and help her recognize that it's okay to miss these people. And it's okay to give forgiveness for moving on and to still be living right? Because there's a lot of survivor guilt that goes on with that grief, right? So so some of that is just those pieces, but it's, it's really different with everybody, which is why I love what I do. Because there's never two coaching sessions, never are they alike, you know, which is so fun. Um, yeah, you know, there's similarities, but it, there's never two that are that are exactly alike. And I never know what I'm getting into when I'm going to get on a call, right? I might get on on with somebody and think we're going to go down one avenue. And it might even be that we planned that avenue in the previous call. You know, we might end it and say, okay, next week we're going to work on this. And then we get on and something, it totally changes. And it's just, it's fun. (laughs) I can tell you enjoy it. Yeah, Yeah, I do. I love it. (laughs) It's great. Yeah. yeah, Helping people out. Um, So these people are talking to you and I feel like that, they are reaching out because they they can't talk to anybody else in their circle or something, or they're ashamed to, or, you know, they doubt, you know, them sharing their feelings or thoughts. Right. So I guess with you being an outsider, in a sense, they can open up easily. Do you find that? Yeah, sometimes. And it's also what I really work hard at. Everybody wants to feel seen and heard. 
That's mm -hmm. all we want. We want to feel seen and heard. And so I create a safe space. So I even have people that I've known for a long time that come to me for coaching because they know there's no judgment where you're going to be seen and heard. And I'm going to ask you some good questions, some, you know, and they might be tough questions, but there's no judgment. Whatever your answer is, is what your answer is. And they know that, that I'm very, I just hold a safe space for people and then ask those questions and then say, would you like to shift out of that? Are you ready to shift out of that? And if they're not, that's okay. And I give them permission to continue to stay in that spot if that's where they still want to stay. Because sometimes we do still need to stay there. And that's okay. And I think that that's why people really, you know, even people that I'm close with, that I've been close with for a long time, still come to me for coaching. And and because they know that there's not going to be judgment. It's going to be, okay, this is where you're at. And that's okay. And let's help you be, let's be fully where you are, wherever that is. Because that's what so many of us do. We get in a place. And then we feel the shame and the blame and the guilt of sitting in this place of not being happy, but it's okay. If you're not ready to shift yet, that's okay. Right. There's, that means you still have something to learn from sitting in that place. And we're going to, we're going to sit there and I'm going to sit there with you by your side until you're ready to say, I don't want to sit here anymore. And mm -hmm. then we're going to shift and then we're going to move. Um, you know, and that's an important thing. If you know anybody that's listening and you want to sit with something, that's, we just need to hold space for people because that's all, that's, that's what we need in this world. You know, it's so fast paced that it's just slow down for a minute and just hold that space. Yeah. It's, it's baby steps, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yep. so I, I have, I have a question then is, uh, there, people talking to you or talking to their friends or whatever to kind of open up and, you know, try and get better. Do you think, or I think you probably would know that it's, it could be easier talking to somebody and figure it out with somebody else than you just sitting at home trying to think on your own because you just run around with the same thoughts. It's always easier. We, everybody needs somebody else. We are not a species that is supposed to be, you know, on our own. We are supposed to be, with others. And I, I help people do this all the time. I can't do it myself. I can't coach myself. I have a series of coaches. I have a business coach. I have a health coach. <laughs> I have a variety of, I have an energy coach, right? I have all, all the people that have some of the same skills that I have that I help others do the same thing. I have those coaches as well, because we do, we all have that talk in our heads that we're going to convince ourselves of whatever we want to convince ourselves of. So having that outside person to come in and just be that guide, right? And like I said, just asking some questions, just even when I say to somebody, what do you want, right? Me saying that to them, they can sit there and say at home, what do I want? And they're going to, they're not going to get to the same place as me just sitting there saying, what do you want? I'm listening. What do you want? You know, and that piece of it, or when they say something, just tell me a little bit more about that. Let's dig a little bit deeper. I'm listening. Right. And it, it, and it encourages people to go a little bit deeper again in that safe space. And we all need that. We all need someone to, to listen. We, we saw that during the pandemic, when we were locked down, people who were locked down by themselves really struggled. Look at all the mental health issues that have, that ever come up from that, because we did, we separated and separating was not good for us. Um, and now we're, now we're paying the price for it. Um, as we need, e we need each other. Yeah. I, yeah, we do. Um, and, and it's kind of hard. I think, I think society and stuff is kind of separating everybody right now. 
And, uh, you know, but, you know, joining the groups and little networks or whatever you got, you know, you might have to step away from the friends that you have now to get to a better spot. Yep. Uh, which, which is hard for a lot of people to do, you know, they, they can't let go for some reason, but, um, well, yeah, because that, what we know is safe. So even if we know people in our lives are not the best choice for us, we know those people. So it's, it's a safe, that's where our brain takes over. Our brain's job is to keep us safe. So they say, you know what, just stay here. They may not be the best choice for you. They may not, you know, give you everything that you need, but you know what to expect from them to come over here and to try to carve out a new community or new people. You have no idea. What if there were, what if it's worse, right? You know, the flip side of that is what if it's better? And it usually is, but our brain doesn't recognize that. Our brain's job is to keep us safe. So I know for me, that was one of the hardest things. I had a whole community of people that I was friends with, but they weren't really, they were kind of toxic people, you know? And when I started to shift my life and started to reconnect in here truly with myself, and I started to realize these aren't the people that I want to be connecting with. Their energy like they're fine. They're surface level people. They're people that I would still say hello to. They're not not nice people, just not the energy I wanted to be around. And I had to take a step back and say, oh, now I need to find the people that I want to connect with. And the people that I found that I've connected with, it's a different kind of connection. But I've also learned the first thing I had to do was connect in here with me. I had to learn who am I in here? Who, you know, what is my true core essence? We hear so much about you know, quote unquote, bettering yourself and all that. I don't believe there's bettering yourself. I believe that we've just buried our true essence in here and we just need to peel back those layers and find who I am, right? We were all put on this earth for good, you know, for because we're special and we deserve to be here and we just need to find that core essence inside of ourselves again. Um, you know, and that's, and when we do that, that's when we start to shine. Um, and that's when we connect with the people that are really good people in our lives. And your circle changes, right? So completely changes. (laughs) Yeah. So, so for me, for it it was like this, it got smaller and then then it's slowly getting bigger because of where you're headed. You know what I mean? You're, you're growing in another area. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I, I, I see, uh, you know what? I wanted to go on to your habits. You had something with habits on, on, I didn't, I didn't check it out. So, you know, (laughs) please feel free to chime in and, and share what habits you might have that help you get through the day and and what you might suggest to other people to start making a change in their life. You know, I don't know if you're into like a morning routine or anything like that, like a bunch of people are, you know, but feel free to share your thoughts and information on that. Yeah. So my habits, that is the key to changing anything, right? Starting to recognize our habits. So there are definitely, I I do have a morning routine. Um, I, self-care first thing in the morning. I get up, I, you know, I actually, I live in Florida, so it's nice most of the year. Um, you know, so I sit outside and, you know, take in that morning or early morning sunshine. Um, it takes some time to myself. A lot of times I will journal, um, or I use, um, I use a system that creates um, balancing harmonic tones that are based off of my frequency of my body. So I'll run my tones in the morning and listen listen to those to sort of balance myself out before I start my day. Um, and then I get into the rhythm of the day. Um, exercise is incredibly important. I make sure that I get some sort of physical activity every day. Sometimes it's more intense than others. Sometimes it's just getting up and taking a 10 minute walk to get up and move, depending on how busy I am. Um, so those are all really important habits. 
Um, and I've built a whole habit routine about how I eat and when I eat and those kinds of things. And that was all part of my weight loss journey. But the biggest thing that I talk about with habits is most of us know those kinds of things, right? So many people have those daily routines, those habits, but what we don't necessarily focus on enough is our habits of thinking. And this is actually what I do with clients. I have this, what you were talking about before. I have a habit finder assessment and it is a free assessment. Anybody can take it. And then I do a debrief with them. So if anybody wants to take the, the assessment, they are more than welcome to take it. And then make sure you sign up for that debrief because that the gold is in the debrief, not in the actual, actual assessment. You'll see it, you'll get the report back and you'll have no idea what you're looking at. Then it won't make any sense until we debrief it and go through it. But what this does is this shows across, across the spectrum what our, our thought process habit, habits are. So unlike regular personality tests, which tell you this is who you are, right? We've all taken those personality tests. This doesn't say this is who you are. This says right now, these are your patterns of thinking. So the beautiful thing about patterns of thinking is they're just like any other habit. If they're not serving you well, we can start to shift them. We can take steps through. And this is what I do a lot with clients is we take this assessment and we start looking at what is, where are these things affecting across your life? So, so many people are right now, when we look at their, when I look at their habit finder um, assessment, they are in a place where they are in this world of fantasy or catastrophe. And so because of that thought process of fantasy or catastrophe, either everything is falling apart and nothing's ever going to go right. That's the catastrophe or they're living, they're burying their head in the sand and they're living in this fantasy world. And because of that, then there's this overwhelm that comes in. They, you know, they get out of balance to overwhelm and they might get out of balance towards, you know, towards perfection. And then when we go down and we start looking at, at their, their self-worth, their self-worth is skewed off, you know, that their self-worth is dropped. And where we look at joy in their life, their joy is skewed because all of these things, this idea of fantasy and catastrophe is stealing the joy from their life. It's stealing their self-worth. And so we take it through. And when I go through the whole assessment with people and we look at it and we say, this is leading to this, is leading to this, is leading to this. And if we start to focus on this one piece, if we start to work on fantasy and catastrophe and start setting some goals and starting to dream and take those teeny tiny little steps and we can shift that, then the joy comes back in. Then the self-worth starts to come back and our connection with other people starts to come in. Like we can, we can follow that thread and very quickly, as we start to notice those things, noticing them is always makes a big shift in people very quickly because we don't even realize it when we're thinking that way. It's it's a habit. We've been thinking that way for a long time. And so when we start to pay attention to it and start to shift those things in, all of a sudden that stuff cleans up. All of a sudden we start feeling better. And our other physical habits are wanting to eat properly, are wanting to get exercise, are wanting to get better sleep. Those habits also start to shift because we're, the joy is starting to come back and the, the dreaming is starting to come back and the creating is starting to come back. And so we're feeling better about ourselves and all those things start to line up when we start making different choices because we're excited where we start getting excited about life again. So it's, it's, it's one of the things I love to do. Every client that I start with every, you know, I, like I said, this is a free assessment. I do assessments with people every day, lots of them. And, but every client that I work with, we use this, no matter what other tools we're using, we use this to start to, to create that pattern of what's, what's out of balance here in your thought, in your thought process. And how can we, which ones are sabotaging you and which ones are really serving you? You know, maybe you have, maybe you are really, really, really gifted in the ability to be empathetic, you know, and, but how much do you use it? It's a natural gift, but we look at it on a scale of one to 10. 
how much are you using it? Well, maybe uh, that scale of one to 10, it's a natural gift, but maybe you're only at a three. Well, what if we hone in on that natural gift and get you up to a 10 on that? How is that going to change your relationship with others when you can really hone in and use your empathy with other people, right? So starting to look at that, we're not just looking at where you're out of balance and it's sabotaging you, but what are the ways that, that are supporting you and that we can we can shift things? Um so it's fun. It's a, it's 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 a really cool process. I actually just did a whole big webinar this afternoon um, with a group of people where they all took the assessment and we looked at everybody's together. Um, it's a team, and so and you know it's a business team. So we could look at it and we could see that eighty five percent of the people in this team felt this way, this way, and this way. Okay, now that we're working as a team, now that we know that, how are we going to respond differently to each other? Right. Like those kinds of things just I is really eye opening when you see it. So when you know it about yourself, you start to respond differently. But when you're working in a team and you know it about your whole team, then you can say, oh, wait, he responds this way because he struggles with this thought process. Well, maybe if I support him a little bit differently and I don't think that of him, his self-esteem is pretty low. Well, I think he's an awesome guy. So I'm going to make sure that I'm going to build him up and let him know that he's an awesome guy and help him try to shift that by the way I'm interacting. Um, really powerful tool um, and fun to do. Fun to do with groups and fun to do with individuals. Um, fun to do with couples. Like when I have a husband and wife that come together and they both take the assessment and we do a debrief separately and then we bring them together and we go through it because then they can see, oh, he reacts this way when I do this because of this or she reacts this way when I do this because of this, Right. And we can start to shift those relationships and rebuild those relationships. So it's pretty cool. How long would the test take? So the test is, it takes mm, 10 minutes or so to do. Um, it's it's not long. I will tell you that when it comes up, you have its two different sections and both sections have lists of, of words or phrases that you're arranging into the order that you think that they should go in. So people, and it's all axiological math. Do not ask me. I'm not a math person. I am a feelings and emotions person. So I cannot explain the math, to you. <laughs> but it works and it's spot on every time. But I get some people that are like, these phrases are really strange. They, they might be strange, but go with it. Like, and some of them are things like, how can I say that this is worse than this? Just go with it. Whatever your gut says, it'll balance out. I promise it balances out. So anybody who's listening to this, if they open it up and they're like, I don't know how to fill this out, so I'm not going to fill it out. Go for it. Like, do it. Um, you know, I promise. I promise that it, uh, it it'll come out. It'll come out exactly. It'll it'll be spot on. So that assessment, I tell people, take 10 to 15 minutes to do it. And then this, the debrief, the free debrief is a 60 minute block in my calendar. So as soon as you take it, it pops up with a calendar link, grab a time on my calendar and schedule that debrief. Because like I said, the gold is in, is in that debrief. Um, and what you learn as we connect, as we, as we connect the dots and, 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 you know, follow the thread through, um, and everybody walks away from that with a, aha, like, okay, this is one thing I can change, or this is a few things that I can change, or this is, I can start looking at, at myself or other people a little bit differently. Um, so it's powerful. I was thinking like, if it was a couple, you know, you could say, it's, you know, it could be, uh, the husband or wife would be like, hey, remember what Leslie said? <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> they do. Yeah. <laughs> I coach couples together, yeah. right? Yeah. So, you know, I have, I have coaching clients that are couples that they will take it individually and we'll, and I'll debrief them each individually. And then we come back together and we do group coaching with the couples yeah. um, to help guide them through. So, and it's fun. And I'm not a therapist. So this isn't therapy. This is coaching. And there's a difference, right. you know, 
is right. playing out of, you know, there are some times that I'm working with a client that I say, that's not, that's above my pay grade. We need to help have you find a therapist to work with as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, you know, and sometimes it goes hand in hand and we create a team of people because sometimes people need both. Um, and some people, sometimes people, I will say, you need a therapist and then come back to me. Um, you know, so it's not in, in place of, um, it can be in addition to, um, so. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I want to touch a little bit on the energy stuff real quick. Um, can you share some, you know, a lot of people probably don't really know what energy is or feel it right. Or whatever, you know, I, I probably have a little idea about it. So, I mean, can you, can you just, I don't know, next 10 minutes or so, just kind of dive sure. into that. Yeah. Sure. Absolutely. So energy is everything, right? We are all energy. Our, we are 99.999% energy, right? So um, energy sp- sped up, we don't feel it, right? But energy slowed down makes matter. So, you know, energy, right? If we speed it up, this would turn into nothing, right? Um, so everything is energy. And when I'm working with clients in energy work, there are emotions are energy, words are energy, thought processes are energy. Some have a higher vibration, some have a lower vibration. So when I work with clients, we get the lower vibrations tend to get stuck in us because we hold on to them. And that's, you know, when you're constantly feeling negative, that's a low vibration. Anger is a low vibration. Uh, Frustration is a low vibration. Love is one of the highest vibration. So I'm, I'm a certified emotion code and body code practitioner, and I'm actually in the process of getting another certification in a process called the cellular alignment technique, which really what that's doing is that's tapping into those energy centers in our body that get stuck. That energy gets stuck. People have probably heard of chakras and meridians, right? It's the energy that lines that run through your body, but energy is all throughout our body. Um, and so with emotion code, body code, and that I help people literally un, unstick that energy from unprocessed or trapped emotions or trapped traumas um, in our body. So we, cause they hold on, right? So every emotion, it takes 90 seconds for an emotion to run from head to toe. When we feel something, if we allow ourselves to feel it, it takes 90 seconds to go from head to toe. A positive, happy, high vibrational emotion, we don't hold on to those. We wanna feel those, We, you know, that's great. Love, happiness, right? Those things, those just flow right through us because it's not a hard thing to process. But sometimes when we have other emotions that aren't so ideal, anxiety, anger, fear, right? Which are not, an emotion is not bad. An emotion not, is not good. It just is. It's just energy. So fear is a great example. If a kid runs out, if your child runs out into the street and a car is coming, you have fear. You're going to race out there. You're going to grab the, grab the kid and you're going to save their life. You want fear. We don't want fear to not be there because that fear just saved your child's life. And that was a good way to use fear. When fear comes over and takes over and starts to control us, then we're not using it in a good way, right? So when we're holding on to it in a non-positive way, that energy then vibrates and and it fear then then attracts more fear, right? And like things attract like things, so it attracts more anxiety, it attracts more. So what happens though? A lot of times we were told, we are still told, but especially as kids, we're told just hold it in, just, just, you know, don't cry, sort of stuff it down, right? We're taught to stuff down those emotions. Well, what happens when we don't allow our bodies to feel those, those energies and to let it run from head to toe in 90 seconds, we hold on to it. We hold on to that energy and we shove it away and we store it someplace in our body. 
And we've got this ball of energy that's literally sitting in our body and it gets stuck there. You know, sometimes you can go out and you get really frustrated and it's not an appropriate place to get angry, right? And so we're, we shove it away and I'll deal with it later. Well, we don't deal with it later. And it sits there and it sits there and it sits there. And when it sits there for too long, that's when we start to feel physical things from it. You hear a lot of people, they get stomach aches when they're anxious, their head hurts when they're stressed out, right? That's that emotion literally sitting there. And if it sits there too long, then you're going to start have, you're going to have real physical things and your body will start to break down. So if you want to think of your body sort of as a parking lot, think of your heart as a parking lot, right? You've got these trucks that come in and out, bringing your, your heart, what it needs and taking it out. And there's all these parking spots, but if a ball of negative energy is sitting there and blocking that parking spot, the truck comes in And it can't get all the way in. It can't drop off what it needs. So maybe there's a little, a small car that can get in and come out, right? But it's still not getting exactly what it needs. And as it sits there and sits there and sits there, it can't get what it needs. And all of a sudden your body starts blaring the horn, beep, 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 beep. And that's when we start to feel the pain from it, the muscle tightness, the sometimes it gets even worse, like, you know, depending on how long you let it sit there. But when we clear that energy, and that's what I do as an energy coach is we go in and we find that. I use body code, emotion code, so the alignment effect, effect, any of those things, we go in and we find that energy and we tell the body, you don't need this anymore. You can let it go. And so it opens it up and then those trucks can come in and out and can start to do what it needs to do. And the body can start to function properly. Sometimes with clients, just like that, we can clear some stuff and they're like, oh, I feel great. Like they can literally feel it move enough. It's, you know, enough of it moves. Sometimes there's more damage there and it needs to actually heal, but then the body can heal. Um, sometimes you take it too far and it can't heal anymore. You know, we've done really have done too much physical damage, but for a lot of people, if we, you know, when we catch it, if we, we can move it out and the body can then start to heal. My kids might, you know, know if they get a headache and they come to me and they're like, can you release the energy? Because we don't take Tylenol in our house for a headache anymore. Right. You know, sometimes it's because they're not hydrated well enough and, you know, go drink some water. But a lot of times if it's an emotional thing, we just clear that, you know, I just clear that energy and headaches gone, um, you know, cause there's trapped stuff there, frustration or whatever the emotion is. We go in and we find what it is and we clear it out. Um, and it's a really powerful tool. We can, we can do that. We all have the power to do that. Um, you know, and just to let it go. And one of the things that I like to teach people is when you're feeling that emotion, allow yourself to feel it, take that 90 seconds, let it go from head to toe. Don't, don't trap it. You know, if you have to walk away from a situation because it wouldn't be the right place, you know, it doesn't mean you have to scream and yell and hit somebody if you're angry, but acknowledge it and say, I feel angry and I'm going to take some deep breaths and I'm going to acknowledge it and I'm going to let it pass through me. I'm not going to shove it away and and ignore it because it will come back out. <laughs> it will, you know, in some way, shape or form, it will come back out, you know, and that's why I feel like so many people now are struggling with the depression and the anxiety, all this stuff, because we were all taught to just shove it down. And we weren't taught how to process it. It's a big thing I teach my kids when they get frustrated. I'm like, okay, feel it, feel the emotion. Don't shove it down, express it, feel it, do what you need to do. Don't hold on to it and then move on, you know, and, and it it shifts everything. So did that answer your question sort of? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, is it, is it maybe on your kids or, you know, whoever else, is it mostly like they might have a fear of sharing their thoughts to you because of how you're going to feel after they talk to you about something making you upset, think that they're, it's going to make you upset, you know, so they hold that 
inside of them that I'm not telling mom or whatever, because she's going to be upset. Sometimes, but my kids know that depending on what it is, I don't usually upset is not necessarily the, the reaction that they get depending on what it is. I mean, even so I'll tell you, I mean, my son, 12, now 12 year old boy makes some, sometimes makes some not great choices. And a few weeks ago he got busted for making some not great choices but I didn't get angry. What was anger going to do? Right. You know, and I, and I didn't respond to him in anger. I went in and I said, okay, here's the story. I know this happened. Can you tell me what was going on? Why did this happen? And so when there was no anger from me, it's not, it wasn't about me. There was no reason for me to be angry. Right. And when I respond that way, he can say, oh, and he knew he messed up. There was still a consequence. He's still, you know, it was a bad choice and there was still a consequence. And right. And I said, this is going to be the consequence because you made a bad choice, but I didn't respond in any kind of anger. So my kids, my kids know that, that, and that wasn't how I always was. So I used to get frustrated and, you know, this has taken a lot of work and I'm still not perfect at it. I am far from perfect at it, but, but I've definitely gotten a lot better that, you know, if they push my buttons enough, I'm going to lose my cool, right? I'm human, right? We're all human. But I can also, because of what I do, I can rein myself in faster than I used to be able to rein myself in. I can take a deep breath and say, okay, there's a bigger picture going on here. How can I respond differently? Um, and so I model that for them. Um, and like I said, I am not, per I am so far from perfect with it. Um, <laughs> it's hard they to have to see that. They can see the difference in that and somebody else. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's, you know, it's, it's, it's a work in progress and that's my goal with them. And that's my goal with my clients is, to, is, is to teach people really how to do that, you know, and, and how to take a deep breath and feel it. Right. I might, when my, when I busted my son, I was frustrated and I was not happy with him. But before I went and I let that go, you know, I let that process through and I said, okay, now we're going to deal with it. Right. I felt that I allowed myself to feel that frustration of he went against what he was told to do. And he knew this was wrong. And all those things went through my head. Those were all, you know, and then, and then I was, okay, now what, now, how can I handle, you know, how can we do this and, and how can we listen? Um, you know, and again, it comes back to what I was talking about when I work with clients, holding the space, right? I walked in and I held the space for my son and he messed up, but he hasn't done it since where if I had lost my cool and gotten really angry, it probably would have, it may happen again. He's 12, right? Okay. Like, you know, but, but he learned a lot more from that situation because I was able to stay calm versus if I had been gone in there yelling. He wouldn't have heard anything I had to say and he would have started yelling and it would have been a this, right? And then we wouldn't have gotten anywhere. But because I stayed really calm, he stayed really calm. And then I actually said to him, I said, buddy, I'm really proud of you. You didn't get all defensive. You owned up to it, right? And so it was a totally different kind of conversation than in the times when I've walked in and been angry over something. Anger wouldn't have gotten me anywhere, right? I felt it before I went in, right? Anger is normal. All the emotions are normal and they're all good. And that's what I like to stress to people is emotions are good, but feel them. And then don't let them control you. You take control. And that's the biggest piece is we can control those. Um, and not controlling them by stuffing them, feeling them, and not letting them dominate what's going on. If that makes sense. 
Makes sense. Yeah. Um, so Leslie, uh, you shared a lot of information and I appreciate it. How does, how does somebody reach out to you? Um, so Facebook is a great way. Leslie Weisswick is my, is my Facebook name. Um, and so they can find me on there, follow me on there, send me a friend request, shoot me a message. Um, that's, that's probably the easiest way to reach me. Or if you want to take the habit finder assessment, go to understandyourhabits.com um, and take the, the free habit finder assessment and then grab a time on my calendar and do that debrief. And, um, you know, we can definitely chat with that. So, yeah. Yeah, that's that's a little interesting because it's not something physically changing your habit, you know, that you're doing right. change, right? Right. So I, it's you kind of flip flop it, you know. <laughs> so it's different. It's totally right. different. Uh, yeah. So I'm gonna have to try that out just to see what the heck. Awesome. Comes up. Uh, but um, so I have one question I ask everybody at the end. You know, what are three key things you've learned and used along your journey in life? Okay. Um. I've learned a lot of things in my journey in life. Um, I think, yes, three. Um, Well, I'm going to give you my biggest one. And my, my biggest one is creating a circle of connection. So, and I teach this a lot with people, the tighter that circle of connection we can have with somebody and the tighter that circle of connection we can have with ourselves the better we're going to feel and the better we're going to connect with others and the better the relationships are going to be. So that circle of connection includes communication, right? And communication is not just the words, it's the body language. It's, you know, the, it's being able to listen. It's when you're on social media, just, you know, giving a a smile, whatever it is, all those things, communication, understanding, okay? Understanding of people, just because you understand them does not mean you have to agree with them, right? Being able to step into their reality, which is part of that understanding. Again, when you step into someone's reality, it doesn't mean you have to agree with their reality. You just have to hear it and understand it and then have it building likability. So when you have that and you can truly connect with others through that, when one of those pieces is missing, that's when a disconnect happens and we can't, and we have trouble relating to one another and we have trouble building any kind of relationship. So that is my number one thing that has really changed my life, really understanding that and embracing that. And I work with anybody anybody that I talk to in my head is always going, how, clo- how tight is this circle of connection? How tight is the circle of connection? Where can I tighten this up so that we can connect better and I can get to know them, who they really are better and so that they can understand who I am better and we can really build a real relationship. So that that has been a game changer in my life. Great, thank you. You're welcome. You got, yeah, you got two more then? <laughs> two more. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, that, that's like my, that's my big one. I, I feel like that's three all in there. Um, <laughs> I mean, I guess, I mean, some of them are the ones that I've already sort of talked about, right? You know, yeah, sure. Honoring your emotions and really paying attention to that and not letting, not letting your emotions really drive who you are. Um, but you, you be in control of them and honoring them and paying attention to them and just, and filling your own cup, filling your own cup is going to be incredibly, that is important. So many of us don't fill our own cups and we want to fill our own cups so that it's overflowing so that we're serving others from the overflow, from the saucer. And we fill them through the saucer. And when we do that and we use circle of connection and we pay attention to our emotions, everything in our life shifts. All right. You have, that's two, right? No, that was three. That's three. All right. (laughs) All right. Uh, any, is there anything else you'd like to add before? I don't know. 
I mean, I can talk. So. <laughs> I, I, well, you shared a lot. I appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate sharing, you know, your your journey with the weight loss and you know everything with the mindset and the energy. And I'm sure there's a lot here that you have not been able to share. You know, it, it was only like 45 minutes. So you know, maybe you have to come back on if there's something else we have to touch on. I would um, love to come back on. That would be great. But uh, yeah, no, I appreciate you coming on and, you know, thank you. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. This was fun. Thank you for taking your time listening to Life's Checkmark. If you like this show, please subscribe, rate, and review. And we'll see you next time.